0: Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women.
1: Well, I don't know if you missed our previous episode, but we had Cynthia Garrett. You have got to go to CynthiaGarrett.org. She is an incredible woman, shared her testimony, and I just love your heart, Cynthia. Welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks, Jennifer. It's good to be
1: back. It is so good. You know, you have really accomplished so much. I mean, you've been, uh, you started really your career in MTV, VH1. I mean, you've hosted the Grammys. You've met all the cool people. We could just talk about all the fun people you've met in Hollywood. But, I mean, you also studied law at the University of Southern California in Oxford in England. Your testimony is incredible. I mean, for God to take your life from that prison cell in Italy to all that you've accomplished for him. I'm, I'm really honored and blessed to have you today. Thanks for joining us again.
0: Thank you. It's good to be with you. Thank it's,
1: you. It's so good. You know, when we were talking, when we weren't on the air, you, you talked about the church for a minute and you said it it was a sleeping giant. And I know for me, I've been in full-time ministry for 30 years now. My My husband's a pastor. I'm a pastor. I have my, my parents are pastors. His parents are pastors. My brothers are pastors. It just goes on and on. We're just from a, a pastoral family. And the church is so near and dear to our hearts. I mean, you should be at our Thanksgiving table. <laughs> That's all we talk about um, is the church. But I thought maybe we could talk about how do we how do we walk out, um, you know, ch- church life today, post-coronavirus, you know, the importance of the Word of God in the church, you know. Uh, so many so many groups are kind of slipping <laughs> a little bit. I don't know yeah. what's happened. Uh, yeah. You know, where's the prominence of the church in this time? Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe we could unpack that a little bit together.
0: Wow. It's, yeah, there's so much to unpack, you know. And, but, and then again, in a way, I guess, Isn't it kind of simple? I mean, we're we're called, you know, we're called to save souls. We're we're called to make disciples. um, We're created to worship God. Yeah. um, And you know, in that, I mean, if we if we make that our why as human beings, then our days should become much clearer. And I think that the church, sometimes, at least the Western church. I should say, and 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 the reason why I want to clarify is because I think you know the Western Church, our our blessings um, maybe have choked us a little bit. To yeah, we've sure. Become, we've become the lukewarm church, you know. It's we're we're distracted with our Xboxes and iPhones and computers and uh, schedules and you know books and and magazines and TV shows and and I, I see it so clearly because I spent you know, my whole life in secular network television. And, you know, the the actual job in secular network television involves staying fit for photo shoots, for magazines, for red carpets, for, you know, agents and attorneys and, you know, all of this stuff that's a part of, you know, the secular world, which is really about a glorification of self and fame and the flesh. It, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm Simplifying it down to make a point, uh, but I find sometimes having, you know, I'm someone who left that running to to the church, running to I wanted to be in the kingdom of God. I thought everyone in the kingdom is so it's going to be wonderful and life is going to be great because we're all Christians and we're all brothers and sisters <laughs> in Christ, and I just want to use my gift for the Lord and you know and and. And I'm I'm, I'm I'm counting the clock, Lord, and I'm going to let go of the million-dollar contracts, and I'm coming over for mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, I have this season where I saw my husband and I laugh about it because I looked at him and I said, Honey, I feel like I'm on the 405 and everyone's driving the wrong way. They're all trying to go to the secular world. What's going on in this hand? Yeah, and, yeah. And with all these Young pastors and pastors, and they were all called to Hollywood, and everybody wanted to disciple this famous person and that famous person. And because I grew up with nothing but famous people, yeah. My question, my question was, well, who wants to disciple the poor people, for Pete's sake? Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. what about the ugly people? What about the people that smell? like who's actually out there, you know, taking care of the widow and the orphan? And and this is where I began to I, I've begun to see that there are very few churches that are really clear about not being sort of not looking like the world, not being called to be so caught up in affairs that we miss the fact that we're supposed to be bringing the kingdom to earth and being an example, you know, to the loss of what life surrendered to Christ looks like. Yeah. You know, our our families should look different. Our our businesses should be different. Our word should mean something. You know, integrity should be our bond. And too often, I feel, you know, that it's not. And and Jesus's whole, like his, his name and his reputation and his image is in our hands. And we have to do a better job representing him.
1: Well, you live yeah. life in the secular world. I mean, being part of top model. I mean, all kinds of amazing shows. How did you uh, have some, you know, the church in you going there, you know, the name of our church is the church next door. And we tell everyone you are the church. The church is the ecclesia. It's, we are the called out ones. And so wherever we're at, how do we shine? How did, did you, was your faith compromised? Were you able to stay firm during those years?
0: Uh, You know, Sure. I mean, I, I, I started in Hollywood as a baby Christian, so in hindsight, you know, years later, I definitely think my faith was compromised. I mean, I didn't even, you know, there were certain things that I thought were just a part of everyday life then, you know, for example, purity. One of the biggest platforms of my ministry is purity. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, every day I pray, God, use me to start a purity revolu- revol- revolution. Yes. Yes. You know, in the church, because young kids don't understand the call that we have to wait until we're married, you right. know, to celibacy. And I expect—I look—I expect anything from people outside of the church. They're not saved; they're not believers. But for the saved, you know, I'm 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 pretty hard about it. And and I often, you know, it's funny. I have a five part teaching on purity that I did on my sessions one year on TBN. It's still one of the biggest downloads on demand on TV and around the world, and that shocks me. But I, but it shocks me. But then again, I know why. It's because I believe that we're, we we we're looking at a generation that is dying to know what the boundaries are. Tell me what the rules are. I mean, it's it's look, it's just like parenting children. Every child that comes out of a household and and that kid knew what the rules were. They're, they're healthier kids.
1: You know, Absolutely. They, it, it, I think we They're have to confident. stick with the word of God, that the word of God is truth, that there are absolute truths. You know, so many things are objection or objective truths, but the word of God is still an absolute truth. It, and yeah. if we can go back to that and if we can stick with that, I think it'll be a great benefit to our kids. I mean, uh, I hope yeah. that we challenge them to to have that standard, even even though we fail, even though we make mistakes, God is loving and forgiving, yes. But we have to at least know what the standard is.
0: Totally. So well we you know, we are the standard for the world, you know, and, and I, I I sometimes take such ownership and, and, and really try to admonish myself, like, hey, I mean if not you who I mean we each have to remember that that we're the standard that God wants to raise up and you know I find so much of the church today it's it's like it's Sunday Christianity and a lot of people that are saved but they're not surrendered and when I surrendered my life you know to lifestyle Christianity that's when my life changed. And and I have to walk away from a lot of the blessings and a lot of the famous people and parties and events and red carpets that God, you know, had allowed me to be a part of in order to really find that balance of who am I in Christ? And, you know, it's the biggest question you can really ask the Lord. You oh, know, that's hey, Fa-, right. You know, hey, Father, who am I?
1: That's right, I you know we have Cynthia, we have about one minute left, uh, but let's talk about that for just a second. Talk about identity and how that made the difference who you are in Christ. Well, I'll
0: tell you, everyone's always saying that they're searching you know, for their authenticity, their authentic voice, they, they want to be bold and courageous. The best way to be bold and courageous and live authentically is to read the owner's manual that was written for your life. It's like buying an iPhone, which I do constantly, and not understanding that I can do more than text, send text messages and emails. For <laughs>
1: sake. It know, does so all kinds of make things. You can a movie
0: on a phone. Yeah. You know, imagine what you can do with your life if you actually understand on a very deep, level why god created you and what he says about who you are in him and that's where for me i found my confidence i don't need anyone's affirmation for anything i'm completely self-sufficient with christ
1: oh that is so good cynthia you know i would love on the next episode to talk about that to talk about how god can come into our heart and really heal, heal, help us to overcome abuse, help us to overcome some of those difficult things. And, and you've experienced some of those, I have, and I think we can just have that faith with God and we can be the church, we can be salt and light and hope to a dark world once he has healed our hearts. So maybe we could do that on the next episode. I'm Jennifer Jackson. This was Cynthia Garrett. I want you to go to CynthiaGarrett.org today. You have been listening to Simply for women. Thank you for listening and I hope that you have a simply wonderful day.
0: We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcast. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God.